Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Is that your I'm cold not acknowledging clothes? that. Is that your cold clothes, Asa? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna... going for it. No. <laughs> Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast. I'm your host, Asa Smith, here with you to talk about uh, the pyramids and the inverted pyramids and all the other things that make sense when you know about football and football or maybe when you don't. Um, We are joined in in this week's episode by our good friend, Ben, who you can find at halfspaces.com as well as on Twitter at BLHerald, as well as our good friend, Nick, who will come on to talk a little bit about the uh, NFL preseason and all of the preseason pigskin action that you know and love. You can find him on Twitter at Electric Snuff. Uh, this week's episode is brought to you by the Anchor app as well as the Smith Workforce Management Group. For all of your HR employment law needs, check out the Smith Workforce Management Group at smithworkforce.com. Uh, let's get right into it with uh, some soccer discussion. Ben? <laughs> I'm doing all right, Asa. I haven't been called coach maybe ever. Well, as as is established uh, on this podcast, everybody's a coach. All right, it's a it's a title that is meaningless, and therefore everybody can have it. Already then. <laughs> uh, how are you doing on this uh, lovely Wednesday? Is it Wednesday? Yeah, days get a little run together in the summer, but yeah, pretty good. Kind of disgustingly hot here in uh, Ohio these days. It was like eighty something, and felt like ninety six or something. Pretty gross. That's not great. Uh, it was a very low humidity 96 here today. Oh. So uh, it was fine as long as this, there was like cloud cover. But other than that. Oh, we, we, we've got Coach Greg. Coach Greg, how are you? Coach Greg's doing well. What are we? What's cloud cover? Where are we going? Why are we taking cloud cover? Uh, because in uh, Los Angeles, it was like 96 degrees. But as long as there was cloud cover, it wasn't so bad because there is no water here. Ah. And as as we all know, talking about the weather is the very best way to start a podcast. What we it do, is, baby. Yes. 
Uh, so, so what are we drinking tonight? Anybody, uh, anybody having any hooch or Turner? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sad movie. Uh, is yeah. it? Wait, is it a sad movie? Yeah, the dog dies at the end. It's always sad when the dog dies. Wait, Every... I thought he just... No, I think he... I thought he recovers. Pretty sure the dog dies. Am I misremembering this? I'm no. I, he gets shot, but I think he recovers. Dog gets know. shot. <laughs> yeah, dog definitely gets shot. The dog takes a bullet for Tom Hanks. <laughs> I, I Tom Hanks should have taken the bullet for the, you know what? <laughs> Honestly, it should have been Chet. Yeah, yeah <laughs> no, Chet Hanks should take a bullet for somebody. <laughs> I, I, just in general, um, like like maybe like there's like just like a certain number of bullets out there, and he could just like take one. Oh man, that guy is so bad. I actually kind of like him. <laughs> um, whereas Colin Hanks, uh, lovely fellow, Orange yeah. County, great movie. Yeah, I don't know if I can think of him in anything else, but he was a bit part in uh, the new Jumanji movie. How is was that? Really? <laughs> yeah, he's like the like the kid who got stuck in Jumanji. He's like the grown up version of him. So Robin Williams? No, well, I don't know. Is it is it like a different plot? Kind of. You didn't see it with, like, The Rock and all them? I did not. Because it's, it's, it's video games, right? Also, yeah, Ben's yeah, right, but... the dog dies. Oh. All right. Well, all right. spoiler alert for 1987, or whatever it is. <laughs> 89. 89. 31 years ago. Uh, all right. So, uh, 31-year-old movies and the weather aside. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I guess the... the uh, European football season sort of started unofficially today. I mean, there have been qualification crap for like a month, but um, Super Cup action. Chelsea did what they always do and pissed us off by not starting our boy. <laughs> um, but he came on because of an unfortunate, uh, what looked like broken arm. I wasn't listening. I I, I I had the game on, but I wasn't. I didn't have the sound on. Do we know yeah, what I caught the? To? I caught the second half. I I think I heard it was a dislocated shoulder. Oh. Yeah. Um see the 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 it's it's funny how like different sports react to different injuries. Um because like there's there's part of me that's just thinking of who was it? Was it Gus Ferrat who dislocated his shoulder and just like ran into the the stranchion and like yeah. popped he, it back in? No, he like strained his neck cuz he headbutted the wall. Right, different. You're right. You're right. Uh that went the different direction. He injured himself by running into something. Yes. Right different thing entirely man um, Gus Farrat I haven't heard that name in a while no yeah. he headbutted he chose to do that <laughs> that was his decision I want to make that clear <laughs> uh Gus Farrat was um because this actually you know what this is actually on, vaguely on topic because of uh football but um he was like for three years in a row the Detroit Lions savior because he was the backup to I want to say Scott Mitchell and during yeah. the Scott Mitchell era it wasn't great Oh man, yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, Scott Mitchell, the Dan Marino's backup, that made a got a big contract out of it. Uh, we call that the Matt Flynn. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> we call that it always happens to the Lions. It does always ha- like one way or the other. It always involves the Lions. Oh no, he wasn't uh, Scott Mitchell's backup. He was he was Charlie Batch's backup, which makes a lot more sense. Oh, timing wise, that makes more sense. Charlie Batch is still probably Pittsburgh's like third string quarterback, right? Uh, he's probably I mean, the emergency one. <laughs> like I, I think if you if you if you asked Tom, Mike Tomlin in a serious moment, like okay, uh, Roethlisberger goes down, Dobbs goes down, like who's quarterback three? 
I th- I think he goes with Charlie Batch. Um, so so okay, so uh, Christian played. I, I I didn't think he played particularly well. Um, the uh, Chelsea fans who I'm vaguely aware of on on the social medias uh, hate him. So everything that he did, like they, it, it's funny, like they, they really hate him. Huh. And it's weird because like he's, he, they would not be Champions League title holders without him twice. Right. Like they, yeah, wouldn't, I... they wouldn't have made the Champions League in 2019 or like for last season without him. And then uh, he was like their man of the match twice against Porto in the, in the semis. So be- being a, being a soccer atheist is a little bit of a weird thing. Cause I don't like get into any particular fan base. I just kind of like parachute in, watch until, watch until the American player subs off, and like jump to the next match. Yeah. Um. So so we're like nominally Spurs fans. Um. On this podcast, I guess, but mm-hmm. like more like like I'm a Spurs fan. Greg's a Spurs fan, but like, you know, it it we're 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 more American fans than we are Spurs fans. I, right. You know, it, I've it, I, I've tried like. I was like briefly like a Reading fan and Fulham and Dortmund, but like if there's not an American, I, I just don't care. I, I don't know. I, I can't make myself do it. Yeah, I don't I know. Mean, I, I'm kind of a free agent too. Like I, I, I would prefer Spurs, but I'm also uh, I'm less of a commitment to Americans and just watching good games. Mm. So I'll flip around a little bit just to try and figure out what the what the best game is which usually either involves the better teams or Leeds United just doing whatever the fuck they want. See, I like I can distinctly remember watching like Werder Bremen Colm instead of like Manchester City Liverpool because Josh Sargent was playing. I mean, that, you poor child. That's I mean that probably Yeah, no, I would never do that. <laughs> there's something wrong with me maybe, but I don't know. So like I I, I think that like for a lot of and and I'm going to speak sort of like broadly. I think for a lot of American soccer fans, that, that's probably the case. Yeah, because there's, like there's people like that out here. Yeah, like because if you if you think about it, like we don't have like the history, so like there's very little parochialism about it. You know, like there's no, mm-hmm. I mean, there's no even Detroit soccer team. I right. Mean, uh, Coach Kevin is not here, but miss me with DCFC. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a thing. Um. Yeah, you know, he also chose not to be here, so it's his own fault. Right. Um, but you know, like I I think like like I have like like a vague attachment to Tottenham and like I've like turned that into a serious fandom. But like there's a it's it's a decision. Like you have to choose to do it. I didn't choose to be a Michigan State fan. If I had a choice, I probably wouldn't be. Like my life would be a lot easier and happier. <laughs> right. Um, you know, or or like if you think about like all the all the friends we have who are like Lions fans, like you don't choose that. Nobody would choose <laughs> to do that. Yeah, that I'm a Lions fan by birth, not by choice. Correct. So I tell that to people. Yeah, yeah there's like re- there's really only two teams left in my life that can hurt me. <laughs> the US soccer and Which? and the Michigan football. For whatever yeah. reason, they can still hurt me. And I'm not happy about it, but that's how it is. <laughs> yeah. That that second one's not gonna go very well for you. <laughs> oh, I'm trying. Like there I may get to the point where it like the Lions now, I expect to lose. Like, I have a five, seven-year-old son, and he's like, they're going to win. I'm like, no, son. They're, they're not. <laughs> they're going to find a way. But so I don't know. So so, so just, like, I, I want to tell one story about that, and then we can we can talk a little bit about, like, the, sort of a, a broad season preview, um, which I, I guess is what we were supposed to talk about nine minutes into this episode. Um, so my, uh, my wife, who'd never watched football before, um, 
the the first Michigan Michigan State game she ever watched was the Trouble with the Snap game, and oh, yeah, and 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 like so like she'd been watching Michigan State that year, so she had like whatever five games, six games of of data, and so as they like step up to punch, she looks at me, she's like, Michigan State's gonna win. And I was like, you don't you don't know what you're talking about, and then they won, and she was like very very. I don't want to say smug because she listens to this podcast, as I learned from our last episode or two episodes ago. Um, but, uh, you know, she was like very confident about her her football knowledge. After that. <laughs> and you I was like, it's hard to explain, like, no, that wasn't supposed to happen. Well, and the, the weird thing about that is, like, I guess a Michigan fan, like, I, I mean, yeah, it hurt, I guess. But it was more like that was weird. <laughs> you know what I mean? It wasn't like this devastating loss exactly. It was like a, I'm just gonna turn the TV off and walk away now. I, I don't even know what I went, happened. I went to a Motion City soundtrack concert after that game. <laughs> uh, I actually turned off the game and only got to watch it because so many people immediately started texting me like, "WTF? What the hell was that? What happened?" That I managed to turn my stream back on in enough time, like right as the snap went. Yeah, that was the weirdest ending of game. Well, maybe not ever, but it was pretty weird. It was pretty weird. Like even even like uh like the kick six like had elements of like okay like they they missed a field goal like field goals get blocked all the time, you know like right it it was weird and it was high stakes but it was like it wasn't the weirdest like the weirdest actually you want to know what the weird the weirdest ending to a game I can think of other than trouble with the snap was that Miami Duke game where the guy where, where Miami was down like three different times, but the refs just didn't call it. And then they end up like lateraling their way to a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, the weirdest one is definitely the, the band on the field. Yeah. The Baylor game a hundred years ago. <laughs> I, I, I was thinking, I was thinking of games that I had watched, but yeah. Right. Um, so, okay. So let's, let's talk about the thing we're supposed to talk about. Um, so sort of like a broad, Americans, well, broad Americans abroad, uh, <laughs> preview with you know, and we can sort of jump around a little bit. Um, you know, we we talked a little bit about Norwich and and Josh Sargent, but let's start in in England, I guess, generally because um, Jedi Robinson is no longer in the Premier League, um, but is is a relevant person to us. Um, so so I think that that today was sort of an interesting, interesting. Um, event because it sort of confirms that like Christian is the 12th guy on that team right yeah it's it's weird like you would uh, you would think Tuchel having had him at Dortmund it would be an advantage but like maybe I'm wrong here but I remember Tuchel and Pulisic maybe not getting along great there was something on like I don't know I, I don't think like everything was rosy there and he seems to see him as like a you know a 20 30 minute sub at the end more than a starter yeah. but i don't know maybe with zayak going down um that that changes things but with lukaku coming in and he loves havertz and uh verner i don't know he seems like it seems like there's about five guys for three attacking places and yeah. and pulisic is maybe number four or five on that on that list yeah and i, I wonder if he sees verner as a as a potential winger um you know he's he's played like it, it, if you watch Chelsea under Tuchel, um, those top three spots seem to really, really interchange a lot. Um, well, and I also think that, um, I don't know if you remember this, but like I tried to justify Burhalter's inclusion of Jonathan Lewis at the I beginning remember. of the tournament by, you know, calling him a field stretcher, essentially. Yeah. I think, I mean, 
Timo Werner is like a a high quality field stretcher. Like I watched RB Leipzig like two years ago when he was really, really good. And then all of a sudden, like he's got the the scoring yips or something, but he's still fast. So, I mean, they, yeah. they, he's still going to do things affect the defense. 80 it, million euro field stretcher. <laughs> Darius Hayward Bay. You still have hope. Um, <laughs> no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Um, <laughs> but, but I, I wonder if, 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 Tuchel sees uh, Lukaku and and Werner as complementary, or if he sees them as as both in that single system, because he has been playing, he has been pretty committed to the three four two one. But I wonder if he would be, if he would allow Havertz to play in his more natural role as a ten in a three four one two. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Like Havertz, I mean, I watch like I've said before, I watch more Bundesliga than anything. And Havertz killed it at Bayer Leverkusen as a false nine. So, I mean, that's that's kind of what um, Tuchel had him as at the you know in the Champions League. But yeah. um, I mean, I don't think you're going to play Havertz there when you've got Lukaku coming in. So, yeah, you don't I need don't, a false nine when you have a real nine, right? <laughs> <laughs> like it's like it was all fine and good for for Messi to play as a false nine, but when they had Suarez, they they played Suarez. They stopped fucking around with that and just said, "No, get on the wing." Yeah, like it's it's a cool theory, but it it's a it's a theory born from not having a striker. Well, and I think Leverkusen there is where like, hey, he's our best guy. Let's just put him up there and have him score. Yeah, it's not a terrible theory. Yeah. Um, so so Lukaku. I mean, the 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 other the other aspect of that is Lukaku is coming in, um, and for for what is it, one hundred twenty million? Yeah, somewhere um, around there. Which is sort of like it's it's a funny thing because people like talk about like. Oh, Messi to PSG, like, like all the best players are going to end up on the same teams, and it's the same argument that the college football fans have. Like, oh, if you if you let you them pay the players, all the best players are going to go to Alabama and Ohio State. And it's like, motherfucker, they already do. Right? <laughs> it's not. It's not like like this is new. Like, well, and there's only so many spots. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You, there's only eleven guys that can start. Like, you, I guess, like you could have a couple, like twelve, thirteen deep of world world class players, but eventually they're going to like. No, I'm going to go somewhere I can play. Well, and there was even some rumors today. And, you know, these are early rumors that are, you know, based on like weird social media crap. But like people are even talking about now, like, oh, Mbappe is pissed that they brought in Messi and he wants to go to Madrid. Well, I mean, that's been kind of, I feel like that's been a foregone conclusion for a couple of years now. But yeah, except Madrid don't have any money and they're suing La Liga. So. Oh, what a mess. It's so good, though. I hate Madrid. <laughs> um, same. Same. Okay, so uh, elsewhere in, in in so so I think our, our takeaway is, is that Pulisic is just sort of in a situation that he's sort of going to have to deal with, and you know he's proved that he can work his way into the squad, and if you know if he starts every cup game and you know comes on for every Champions League game and most high level games, fine, you know I, he's, he's going to get enough minutes that it's not going to be a, a concern for the American soccer fan or the United States ma- national team. Right. Uh, it's he's going to be fine. Yeah. Uh now going to someone who may be fine and may not be fine. Um so Sargent is coming in at Norwich and since since we last spoke about it um you know like I I I did a little bit of a deeper dive. Their their nine has been with them like for a while and I think they really like him Pookie. Timo Pookie, yes. Pookie. <laughs> um Great which is like name. Which is a great name, and I, I like. I wish that he would just go P O O K I E, not P U K K I. Um, 
But Temu, not Salami, not Salani, Pookie. Do you remember that kid scored 76 goals his rookie season? I do. That was a <laughs> weird thing that happened in hockey. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, anyway. he never really got there again, did he? Like, he was no. good, but... Yeah, I don't know. It was hey, like, he's going to be amazing. It was yeah. good. Him and Paul Correa. Anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're just trying to bring it back to the Mighty Ducks again, aren't you? We'll get yeah, there. That's the only thing he knows about hockey. <laughs> it, it, it is like 90. Like, my hockey knowledge is 90% Mighty Ducks, 5% Slapshot, and 5% the 1998 Detroit Red Wings. And that was the team I was going to guess, too. <laughs> my wife's entire sports knowledge is basically like the early 90s. So like she knows all of like the she's from like the Rochester area. So like if you want to know about like the 1993 Buffalo Bills, she can name all of them. But if you want to know who like the current quarterback is, not so much. Josh, <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, does she know much? Did, what, what does she have to say about Bob Probert? <laughs> uh, did you know at one point he had was so drunk that the only thing keeping his heart beating was cocaine? Wait, is that a true story? <laughs> I'm. I'm 75% sure I'm not making that up. <laughs> um, Bob, if you have any issues, you can uh, reach out to us on Twitter at Mr. Mojo Rising 89. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with that because Pro- I'm fairly certain Bob Probert's dead. Uh, <laughs> if so, the estate of Bob Probert. <laughs> oh, speaking of Bob Probert, though, this is another na- U.S. national team theory. Yeah, he's we been need- dead for 11 years. <laughs> oh, has he really? Yes. Rip Bob. Sorry, my, Rip sorry, Bob, buddy. sorry. Was it wait, was it was it the cocaine or lack of cocaine? Uh it's unclear. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Anyway. So I don't know how we're doing this, but I'm somehow segueing back to the United States men's national team. Okay. Um we need a Bob Probert. When I am so sick of seeing Costa Rica hack down Christian Pulisic that the next time somebody takes a piece out of him, I want somebody to go get an orange card on Brian Ruiz. Like, pick their best player and just really, really go on the edge and foul him. And well, you know what? Who's, who, I mean, who's, who's, who's the best option of the, of the players who could conceivably see time in a serious match? So you're talking about your top 15 or well, so. Well, so the hockey thing is you can send – like, Bob Herbert's thing was he was a goon that could actually play a little. Yeah. So in hockey, you can send out a goon. So what we need is, like, it's a guy. It's Geo, man. It's definitely well, but, Geo. But he was good. We need somebody who's oh, like, like borderline. Oh, okay. So it's, oh, it's someone, someone who could just eat yellow cards. Yes, exactly. So it's, it's somebody in the Brendan Aronson role, not him, because he weighs less than well, like a duck. But I mean, if he's on the team, it, Matt Miazga is my pick because yeah, clearly. I mean, <laughs> I, I use Matt Miazga wants to fight Mexico. <laughs> plus, I use the 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 uh, the ball pinch gif as much as possible in the things that I write. <laughs> So, like, he might even be able to get away with it. Uh, so Miazga's Miazga's a good shout. Um, I think Hoppy might yes. might be like someone. Oh, like oh, we're just bringing him on for for additional, uh, you know, additional attacking. And it's like, no, 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 that dude's about to fight everybody. <laughs> uh, and he and he and Christian are friends, which I think helps with the whole thing. Right. Um, yeah. Enough of this. I'm too good for this stuff. Like, yeah, we're not. Go, we're not too good for anything. Go put a go put a cleat into Brian Reese's thigh the next time Costa Rica starts getting getting a little bit too uh, and, and, too into it. And all I'm going to say is that a cleat to the head is a yellow card in Concacaf. <laughs> yes, if that. Yeah, uh, I say, oh, that might not even be a card. <laughs> that I mean, might just if, be a stern warning. Even if you think about baseball, like if they hit your number three hitter, you don't like being their number nine hitter. No, 
you go being their best player. Right. This Unless you're Lisi Sabathia, then you just bean the entire lineup. <laughs> just like at call one everybody time. a bitch and then walk off the field. <laughs> Straight to the buffet. <laughs> um. So okay. So so uh. So uh. Sergeant has has a, a spot to fight for. Um. And so we, I mean I I think that we're all sort of. I don't know if optimistic is the right word, but hopeful that he he well, sort of. He's the he's the backup nine to what a thirty three year old striker. Yeah, I mean he's going to get time. He, he's kind of in the Pulisic situation. Like for our purposes, for the you know the U.S. national team, he's going to get minutes. He's going to be in practice, and frankly, it might even be a good thing because if you're playing twenty minutes a game, then you know it's a you know hey let's go start a game that'll be fun for the U.S. Right. Okay, and then um. So the, the only other person of note that I think that we really need to pay attention to in England um, until uh, there's an ele- there's a rumored DK loan to West Brom, who's also in the championship. But um, I think the only other player of note is is Anthony Robinson, um, Fulham are in the, the championship. And I, you know, I, I don't think that anything's really changed for him. Right. Like yeah. he's, he's, he's still in the same situation. There were some rumors early in the, in the summer about like, Oh man, city want him as a squad player. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. I'm sure. Um, but I, I, mean, I, if... I, th- I think the, the question is, and we'll, and we'll get to Germany in a moment, but that left back spot, like it, we can't, we can't lock it down. And I, and I, I, I thought that he played well in the premier league, but not well enough and not well enough for anybody else in the premier league to be like, yeah, he's worth 12 million pounds. Yeah, I mean, if Adarson gets hurt, Stefan is suddenly relevant. But other than that, there's not there's not real like that's the weird thing. Like the Premier League is the most popular league in the world, and it's got great coverage. And I just don't watch a ton of it because if Pulisic isn't starting, I'm watching Joe Scally or whatever. Right. <laughs> you, say, you also just said Adarson, which Adarson. Uh, sorry, <laughs> Ederson. Isn't it Adarson? Uh I'm gonna go with. Uh, you know, it's it's interesting because Ederson sounds more correct because it sounds more uh, exotic, but Ederson looks right. Well, it's also Portuguese, which I, I, I'm somewhat familiar with how to pronounce Spanish right, but Portuguese, I'm not as confident. <laughs> uh, I, I, I have no idea. Um, the only thing I know about Portuguese as uh, compared to Spanish is that the J is pronounced in J-O-S-E. Yes. Um, so, and we'll get to Italy in a second, Josie. We're coming for you. Don't worry. <laughs> um, so, so the, like, right. Like you said, uh, the, the other players in England who are of note are Ethan Horvath, who plays in the championship and doesn't start. He had um, a good game today, apparently. It wasn't he, on TV, but apparently he played well. Yeah. So, so the, the, the Twitter said that he, he, he made eight saves and was man of the match, which is not good. Yeah. You don't want that. Yeah, well, it's good only... for him, just not good for his That's... defense. Yeah, it's, the only... it's not good for his situation. The only gif I've seen from that game, though, is him giving up a free kick that's kind of questionable. And apparently David Ochoa has liked the post. Because he he's, already got... he's already he gone full troll. <laughs> I mean, look, I love that. And I, I love that we will have an, an Ochoa goalie to hate for another 20 years. Yeah. But dude can suck it. <laughs> I mean, I, I like that's why, honestly, that's why I'm going to miss him. 
because like I, I think we're fine for goalkeepers. We have three pretty good ones. They're all in their mid twenties. So like by the time those guys age out, who knows who's gonna be in charge. But like I'm just gonna miss the like him blowing kisses to the crowd and just yeah be, just being an a hole. I, I, I love it. Yeah. I loved it. It was great. Um yeah. professional so, shithead. Yeah. Yep. Um so so Horvath played uh, uh, allegedly well. If he if he can get, you know, I don't know, all the cup games and, and uh, you know, 40% of the championship games, that would be great. I don't think that that's going to happen, but if he could, that would be great. It would sort of fix the Stefan problem, which is we have no idea how good he is on any given day because he never plays. Yeah, I mean, um, does Turner go to the top of the list just because he's the only starter? It, like, it, <laughs> I guess. I, I, I really I really don't know. Um, I mean, Claudio Bravo started for Chile for 10 years for being – the backup, you know, being a backup keeper the whole time. Yeah, I guess Kaylor Navas is a backup keeper now. Uh, what is PSG even doing? They, they have too much money. <laughs> I mean, Qatar has too much money. Uh, yes, I think that Qatar does have too much money. <laughs> but I'm not going to do that right now. Yeah, let's um, not go there again. <laughs> <laughs> we keep leading him to the yeah, water. Don't give me that. Don't. There is no water. Actually, it's a. It's it's on the coast. Anyways, um, I was gonna make a desert joke, but it's it is a, a coastal nation. Uh, so okay, so let's let's go over to uh, do do we want to go by geography or do we want to go by interest? Whatever you want to do, man. You're the host. Uh, okay, let's go by geography. Uh, eh, let's go by interest. Uh, so the, the the next league we want to talk about is is Germany, um, where apparently our left back problems are no longer a problem because we have a guy starting at left back for Gladbach, um, and and he's apparently like a locked in starter to the point where he'll play against Bayern. Yes, I know their starters hurt. Don't at me. I don't care. <laughs> well, um, I mean, I watched I watched their game this week, and honestly, he looked like I thought in the first half he looked a little bit rough defensively a couple times, but. Like he almost scored a goal and like nearly had two assists. So I mean, for an eighteen-year-old kid starting his first game, I don't know if he if he looks good against Bayern. We we may have an interesting conversation on our hands here. I, I and like I, what I noticed about him is that he has, you know, he 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 didn't look good, but he he also didn't look scared. And maybe it was because he was playing a, a third Bundesliga team, but like he didn't he didn't seem like intimidated by the moment which, mm-hmm. you know, is an overrated aspect of these things. But he seemed, like, very comfortable and very happy to be there, even though he was playing out of position. Um, like, he's a natural right back because everybody's a natural right back. Hashtag all right back everything. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, was, I was pretty impressed with, with, his, with his demeanor and, and the way that he went about his business. Um, by the time this podcast drops, the game is on Friday. Um, mm-hmm. I think in America it'll be on ESPN Plus. I assume. Yeah, I think it's like the it's the like the Bundesliga kickoff game for the season. It's like I think two thirty, two forty five on Friday. So he's going to have the entire nation of Germany watching him trying to deal with Serge Gnabry. Yeah, Kingsley Coleman. I'm not sure who's out. Uh wonderful. That'll be I know fun. The right back is hurt, so I know I know I won't be dealing with Pavard. Okay, so that's good. Uh, best of luck, Joe. We are rooting for you in more ways than one. Um, moving, moving through the, the Bundesliga, uh, let's talk about Julian Green before we get to the two headliners. Um, just for that goal. Yeah. Did you guys see that goal? Yeah. Isn't that goal from like three years ago? Same goal. Different, different day. Same goal. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. That was was pretty awesome. It was a banger. So it was off a, a, a free kick. 
And it was one of those like pass, pass backs, which uh, like in order to get like the ball rolling a little bit. And he put it like inch perfect from probably. Oh, it was what, gorgeous. What do you say? Like 25 yards out? Yeah, it was kind of off to the left side of the goal, like not straight on. And he like, it was one of those where it was like higher than the goal and dipped down to go into like the very top right corner. Yeah, so, like, he banged no like shot. the inside of the post and just yeah. popped it in. Do you know what it, it, it sort of looked like? And I, I, I hate to like, it looked like a twelve-six curveball, where like, yeah, and, 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 and the and the like keeper's knee, yeah, and the yeah. keeper's knees buckled the same way, like where it was just like, oh, oh fuck, <laughs> <laughs> I got it, I got it, I don't got it. Oh god. Um. So that was awesome, and apparently, like, he's a. Uh, do, do we know if he's playing as an eight? Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Or as a, as a okay, tech. so I wrote up like a scouting report on him like two years ago. So when I watched him, he was playing as an eight, and I think he still is. Um, so uh, I mean, I could be wrong on that, but I, I think he is kind of a yeah, like a do it all midfielder for uh, Gerther, however the, you say that, Gerther Firth. Uh, so Derek Ray, who's uh, among other things the commentator in the FIFA video games, right. he had a he had a post today on Twitter like explaining how to uh, pronounce it. And uh, as he was doing it, like he did it in such a way that I thought he was like joking, because <laughs> like like you know how like certain German phrases are just like eighteen letters in a row <laughs> yeah. with no breath, and that's what it sounded like. It was like. <laughs> And I was like, I, 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 I don't know. Stopping hooving, guys. Well, when, I, when I was watching Scally the other day, my you know seven and five year old kids come up like, "Who's playing?" I'm like, "Well, it's Kaiser Slaughtern versus Borussia Mönchengladbach," and they're like, <laughs> "I want the red team to win." <laughs> um, so the further you get down in Bundesliga, the more it's like that. You guys are fucking with us. That's not like a real name. that's not a real name. Um, well, so. So I, mean, I, I think that, that Julian Green, especially as the, as the national team setup, um, screams out for a natural eight to play alongside McKinney. If we're, if we're going to commit to this 4-3-3, like we do have to find a natural eight. Um, and whether that is Julian Green, uh, which would be awesome, or our next contender, uh, Gio Reyna, like we do need to figure it out. So the Twitterverse was, was all uh, a Twitter. Yeah, I was going to say it. I'll, I'm glad you did. Um, <laughs> uh, because Gio was playing as a nominal eight. And all the people who want Sebastian Legette to be our starting eight got all mad and said that, no, he was playing as a 10. And then Bob Morocco and uh, tactical manager, Filippo Silva, who's been on the podcast, got into a fight about what an eight actually does. Like, he got, like, super in the weeds about the whole thing. Um, but he's playing more centrally than he he had been previously, um, which I think gives you know if if Berhalter wants to put Gio there um, for reasons that we'll get to in the France section, um, you know I think that it's not a terrible option. Well, I mean if Marco Rosa can make 
Gio Reyna into like a defensively responsible eight that like so the eights that we can play there right now whether it is Acosta or McKenney or Musa or Legette none of them are super high ceiling offensive players right and if you can get Reyna in there in place of one of those guys then all of a sudden you have an extra offensive piece that you can play with so when we get to you know Conrad and Wea and all those guys, then all of a sudden you can you can get an extra one of those guys in there, which which makes which opens up the entire thing because it it allows you to play because it it, it appears in the national team setup that we are looking for that more advanced midfielder because McKenney is more defensively responsible. So whoever that more advanced midfielder is going to be, that you know if it's legit, then it's like okay his his limitations are are well established if it's Acosta then you're asking McKenney to be the more advanced midfielder which is you know is what it is um but then you know like you said like you go down the list and it's Geo has the highest ceiling I mean he might have the highest ceiling of anybody on the team period right well and it's also what do you want out of your midfield if you're really going to go all action pressing then you know then Adams McKenney and Acosta or Musa make sense because those guys are you know, aggressive, physical, good pressers. Hair on fire defenders. Yeah, but if you want to be, if you, like, let's say we're playing El Salvador at home and you're going to have a lot of the ball, then maybe you want a a guy who is more, you know, more comfortable on half turn can, I mean, if you saw that, that compilation that, I don't know if it was Sanjeev or whoever made, but I think, I think I think it was it was Cranks. Cranks, okay. And then um, Watke had a very funny one, where he basically took it and was like, "And here's another time that uh, this defense decided not to play defense on Gio Reyna. We don't know why. You should check it out. It was funny. Um, but yeah, th- those those compilations. He was just getting the ball and turning every single time. Yeah, I mean, he's just really good at that. He's just very deceptive. <laughs> His hips do lie. <laughs> deceptive speed uh, yeah. <laughs> i'm not proud of that yeah um speaking of deceptive athleticism let's talk about matthew hoppy um he's actually not deceptively athletic he's i don't, I don't find him to be specifically athletic but he is he is um cur- currently playing with Schalke in the second bundesliga um he's got three weeks or so two weeks to find a transfer the the number on him was eight million allegedly i have no um, rumors on that either have any, has there yeah. been any been anything nothing. with him okay. nothing um since, yeah uh so i guess like the 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 thought is he's what 19 um Something like that 19 20 so like you know more than he needs to be at a at a big club like he needs the minutes he needs to get used to it so I can think of worse places to be than a big club in the second Bundesliga. You know, if he scores, you know, that he can, sucks. Yeah, they suck for the Bundesliga, but like they have a proud history. They're not going to stay down there for very long. If they go for it this year, then you, I could see them, you know, doing something. And if he's playing, you know, 25 matches um, and scoring 20 goals, then it's not a terrible thought for a, for a 19 year old. Yeah, that's what Bobby Wood did. It worked out great. Yeah, he's he's twenty. He turned twenty in March. Okay, so same theory, but a year advanced. Um, look, I, obviously, I would love for him to go to Ajax. I would love for him to go to PSV. I would love for him to go to wherever. But you know, 
optimism is what it is. And, and I think that we just need to sort of take the best of this because he is, as far as I'm concerned, the second or third best option uh, in the national team setup for the center forward. Um, given, yeah, I just wish we had seen him there. We have zero data yeah, on him true. as a forward. Like, uh, I think you might be right, but I, ha- I mean, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I guess I guess we don't know, but I my 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 eyes sort of say that. Um, and then the other player in the in the Bundesliga is Tyler Adams, and we got like the best news that I've heard from Tyler Adams uh, or related to Tyler Adams in a really long time, which was that um, his coach said in no uncertain terms that he's uh, six, uh, so we no longer have to deal with uh, Tyler Adams right wing back. Right. Right. Well, <laughs> I don't I don't know if you guys remember, but when. When Adams first went to uh, Leipzig, it was when Ralph Rangnick was in charge and Jesse Marsh was the assistant coach. Mm-hmm. And like for like a three month period, maybe three months is exaggeration, maybe two months, he was amazing. Like he was legitimately like dominating games to the point where I, I remember referring to him as one of the best young defensive midfielders in the world. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And then. They brought in Nagelsmann, which is, you know, no knock at Nagelsmann, but he plays a different style that I don't think it was probably good for Adams to play under him. But I don't think that style fits him as well as like the the hair on fire. Go, go, go. Um, you know, tradition, more traditional RB Leipzig style. So, like, I don't know. I'm very excited this year. That's going to be that's going to be a fun team to watch. Yeah. I think I think Marsh is 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 gonna do what what needs to be done there, and it's good for us. Um, as a separate point, Chris Richards is still at Bayern Munich. Um, yeah, that's kind of depressing. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. Apparently, you know, there's a theory that maybe is it Nagelsmann or Nagelsmann? I think it's Nagelsmann. Nagelsmann, you know, maybe he plays that that three back setup that he played often at Leipzig, and he's the and and um, Richards maybe fights for that third third center back job um but until and unless we we know more that's just sort of a a dead end situation for chris richards yeah i mean i'd have to look at the depth chart but i mean they've got up Makano, they've got sula they've got hernandez i don't know i mean they're Bayern. they have (laughs) they have whoever they want yeah um so so that's the situation there until and unless he moves on i think that we sort of are still in the holding pattern of we think he's really good but we have a half a season of evidence um, at Hoffenheim. So, um, so that's, that's Germany. They're, they're, I would say like the majority of our players who are, who you're going to want to watch are probably there. Um, then you let's, let's go down to Italy. Um, we'll just skip over Austria for now. Um, because Germany tends to ignore Austria in certain ways, uh, as an independent <laughs> entity. Um, <clears throat> anyways, so Wesley McKinney playing for Juventus, he continues to be played in weird positions because it is what it is. Um, Perlo sees him uh, apparently as a winger and saw Perlo him isn't, as Perlo isn't the coach there right, anymore. Right? No, saw him as a winger. Oh, there you go. And then um, I, 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 the name of their new coach escapes me, but when Allegri, he, yeah, Allegri, when Allegri said all the right things about him, and then. Um, when push came to shove and they had an actual game or they had that game against Barcelona, he didn't start when he came on, he came on at the wing. Yeah. So, plus they're trying to buy Locatelli from Sassuolo. However you say that. So Sassuolo. I don't know. 
Yeah. But I don't I'm 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 apprehensive on what's gonna go on with him this year, but we yeah. shall see. Yeah. So hopefully he gets to play centrally. Hopefully he gets to play, but we'll see. Um the other players in Italy, you got Brian Reynolds, who's playing under Josie Mourinho. Um, they recently sold a right back. Uh, they're, I think they're backup right back. They, they recently sold. So I think the plan is for Reynolds to stay and do stuff. I thought they were uh, setting him out on loan. Is that not happening now? That was, that was when they brought him in, they said that they were going to send him out on loan, and then they didn't. All and right. they continue to not do that. So I, I, don't, I don't know if they're, like, they're seeing something that we all don't see. Um, defensively from him because there's no question that he's 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 there offensively like I think that that he can come in and play 30 minutes offensively for Roma right now um I just don't think that he could play in MLS defensively and MLS defensively is not good um so so we'll see what happens with Brian Reynolds and Josie is not one to like enjoy gallivanting forward fullbacks yeah or young players or having fun yeah, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna have a short leash under Jose. So we'll see what happens there. I'm not optimistic. Um, but where I am optimistic in a weird way is Venezia, <laughs> uh, which has Tanner Tasman and John Luca Busio. I'm not optimistic that they're gonna be good because they're not, and I'm not optimistic that either of those players are going to be good because I think that they're gonna struggle. But I think they're going to play a ton because I think after the first month, the owners of Venezia who are American. Uh, I think that ownership group is American. Um, they're going to notice that a whole bunch of American eyes are are watching Venezia games, and they're going to be like, "Ah, profit, good." <laughs> Isn't that going to make like the people of Venice kind of hate us? I assume they the are people of Venice already hate us. Yeah, <laughs> like are Italians. There actual, are there I lived there Venice? for four months. They they they're not fans. Oh, okay. I also uh, lived there for four months, and I never once saw this goddamn stadium. I don't know. It's not a big like city. Yeah. So Cranks is the one who's been like occasionally like just like reminding everybody that like it's the most gorgeous stadium in the world. And it like overlooks the bay. And it's like it's it's like what what Northwestern football thought their stadium was gonna be. Yeah. <laughs> um except that it's in a temperate climate and not on Lake Michigan. Um so on the rocky side of Lake Michigan, I should say. Um so that I think that'll be fun. It'll be interesting to see how they play in, in spots and if they can like hang at that level. Um, Cause that's really the question. Can Tanner Tessman and Gianluca Busio hang in Syria? Uh, and we'll see. Uh, I don't know what you guys think, but I'm not all that optimistic. Yeah. I, I mean, I, my, basically my exposure to Syria uh, is watching uh, Juventus last year. So I'm going to say they're probably not going to beat Juventus. Probably not. Um, but we'll see. Uh, and so now we move, uh, across the Alps. Is that right? Pyrenees? Sure, Hannibal. Let's go. All right. Uh, (laughs) elephants, take us away to, uh, our friends in France. So France is a solely a winger league for us. Um, we got Tim Weah and Conrad De La Fuente. Um, Tim Weah, despite Luis Araujo moving to America, still cannot get off the bench. But when he gets off the bench, it appears that he's playing as a second striker, um, which is interesting. Wait, um, so help me out. Help me out here. What channel has the French league? Is that something we can actually watch now or no? No. Does that still be in? Yep. Why does that channel exist? Being sucks. Uh, yeah, they exist to to mock you um, <laughs> <Yep>. personally. <laughs> uh, <laughs> see, they add an I into Ben 
to remind you <laughs> that you are oh, not. Oh, Asa. Yeah, I know. I don't regret my hips do like <laughs> anymore because that was worse. Um, so Wea Wea appears to be um sort of in that same Pulisic role where he's going to play enough, but um he doesn't seem to be seen as a starter. If he can start, um, then I think that he's he's the reason to move Geo inside, um, because yeah. he makes he makes it easy. Um, the other guy who could potentially make it easy is Conrad De La Fuente, who I don't care who you are, you underrated him. Like, oh my gosh, he we, looked he looked so good against whoever that was the other day for Marseille. I forget who they played. They, they, but they like, played another team with an M. Yes. Yeah, Monaco. No, Monaco. Was it Monaco? I don't yeah, know. Who knows? Anyways, um, he looks so <laughs> smooth. I all right so. The only extended time I remember watching him was the 2019 Under 20 World Cup, and I didn't think he looked good. He was like, eh, fine, he's out there. Yeah, he's like, and, he's a guy. Yeah, just got to remind myself, development is not linear, because he looked crazy good. Like, he, he was abusing that right back. And that's, like, yeah. that's a, a, a top five league right back. Yeah, well, but then the other thing we got to remind ourselves is, like, Twitter is so reactionary. Somebody has one good game, they're like, He's the starter. <laughs> and I don't know. Let's let's let him do it for a month or two and see how things go. But you know, early data there looks really good. And and Mont- the- it was Montpellier. Montpellier. There right. you go. Um. So the the bigger thing for me is not actually how he played. Like how he played was great, and I'm really glad that he played well. More much more important to me is that he started day one. Yeah. Because that means that means that he walked into camp. You know, and he wasn't at the Gold Cup. So all the people who are bitching about Berhalter's choices, like he was there in preseason. He wasn't at the Gold Cup. He was there in preseason. Um, you know, he saw the, those coaches saw him and they said, this guy, this guy's ready right now. And he's what? He's also what? 20? Yeah, he's super maybe? young, too. Yeah. yeah. So so he's he's another option. And look, he's not going to displace Pulisic from the left. It's not. He's just not. But what he could do is he could push. Aronson, you know, back to the center, you know, in the same way that Wea maybe does that for Gio. Um, Aronson is playing as like a 10 for uh, Salzburg. Like he's starting in the middle underneath two strikers, I think. So like he's, I don't know, he's getting a shot over there. Right. So, I mean, I I think that like there's, and and we'll talk about sort of the the non-top league guys in in a second, but um, Conrad looked really good and he started day one, both of which are, are super important to me for, for, our assessment of him. Um, and so I think between him and Wea, you know, like, look, like if we get, if we have two useful wingers playing in France, like that's, that's good. I, I mean, I'll, maybe I'll he passes that. Wea. Cause I think right now Wea is kind of the fourth winger. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if Conrad is playing serious minutes and playing well, I mean, how do you call up Wea over him? I, and, and the question, and, and both of them are, are fighting with Aronson. Yeah. You know, so, Maybe maybe what it is is it's it's we push Geo and Aronson down to the eights, you know. Aronson plays as a backup, and you and you lose. I don't know whoever our fourth eight is. Yeah, I mean, because right now, like the imaginary winger depth chart in my head is Pulisic, Reyna, Aronson, Wea. Yeah, but like Conrad can make that interesting. Yeah, so we'll we'll see, and and maybe that first game was just like, look, people, you know, Brandon Jennings as a as a rookie went for fifty. It it didn't right. make him, you know the next yeah. big thing well, yeah. and somebody did say I, I don't remember who but like that team is known for being poor defensively okay so, you so know. that's fine yeah um so okay so and then and then we go to to our our 
uh, dual national sons in Spain. Um, Yunus Musa is apparently recovering. Um, he's not he's not on the field yet, but I think that the the reports that I saw, which was one Twitter account saying something in Spanish, and I don't read Spanish, so I don't know. I did, that... I did Google Translate an article, and it said he had some sort of ankle ligament damage that was supposed to keep him out for three weeks. Yeah. And, like, three weeks was up, like, yesterday. So he should be fairly close to being back. But I thought the more interesting thing is whoever the new coach is, I forget, um, but um, he, uh, he sees him as a center midfielder. Which, which is, is great. Which is really good for, you know, his future with us. Right. If, if, if he can play center mid in La Liga and he plays well and he gets minutes and he gets healthy, you know, it's again, you, you have a question like what does he what what does legit bring that he doesn't? Um, because that those are the conversations we, we need to start having. Becky um, G. <laughs> a, a, a girlfriend in a Mexico jersey is not <laughs> yes. going to is not going to do it for me. Uh, <laughs> although it kind of does it for me. Damn it. Um, and then so and then we have Serginho Dest at the bloated, debt ridden corpse of Barcelona. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's like Sergio, Serginho, leave. Everybody wants you. He's like, I'm going down with the shit. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's a weird thing because it's like he showed up last year. He just, he's, he's not like a Barcelona lifer. I don't know. Like Byron wants him. AC Milan wants him. And he's like he's playing in the he's playing in the band going down with the orchestra. Um. Wait, speaking of which, how pissed do you think ESPN is? Because they just shelled out a ton of money. Oh, for La Liga. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're not they're not pleased with this. Um, Everybody's gonna have to get real comfortable with Atletico real quick. Yeah, well, and I'm I'm annoyed too because like watching the, you know El Clasico or whatever is like I've had to do it through janky streams for years. And like you barely you only get to see Messi in the Champions League here and there, and I'm like, hey, I can watch Messi. No, you nope. can't suck. He's on. He's on. Be in sports. <laughs> uh, yeah. So and then so the uh, the other players of of note. We talked a little bit about Brandon Aronson uh, at Salzburg. Then we have like sort of like a, a a weird list of players throughout throughout Europe. Like you have Sam Vines in Belgium. We'll see if he actually plays. Um, you have uh, Jordan Pifok in um, Switzerland. Switzerland. He plays a shit ton and scores a ton of goals, but. Who knows? Yeah, like who who knows what the quality or value of that thing is? Well, did you that, did you just listen to um, the scuffed interview with Hercules Gomez? I I have that uh, scheduled on my list for tomorrow because I have a long drive to deal with. Um, well, that's a good one. But Herc mentions one interesting thing: like he didn't play basically for the 2010 World Cup. He didn't play any qualifying, but because he was like an informed forward, like he he won like the Golden Boot in Mexico that year. They just brought him to the World Cup because, like, you, you need a forward that's scoring goals. And, like, right now, Jordan Pifo, Pifok, whatever, is he's P-Funk Railroad. Yes. P-Funk Railroad is scoring like he can't stop. So, I don't know. I, give me the hot hand at forward. Yeah, I don't hate it. And plus, like, as, as you pointed out, um, you know, he's, 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 he's the size that people think Daryl DK is. Yes. Um, so, so that's, that's something to monitor. Uh, he has a, uh, world cup quali or a champions league qualifier. Um, he, he's in the playoff round against another American who now I'm blanking. Is it Mark McKenzie? Uh, or is it, um, oh, the right back like Wingo or something. Oh yeah. Henry Wingo. Yeah. Um, so I, I assume young boys will win that. 
Um, and we'll, we'll see P funk railroad in champions league football again. Um, and I think, I mean, Mark McKenzie aside, um, he's in, he's, he's playing a gank <laughs> yep. or whatever. He didn't uh, play this week, but he is yeah. there. Yeah. He's, he's sort of like in a, in a on again, off again situation. Like I think like their, their coach, like just like if they lose switch this center back with Mark McKenzie and back and forth. Right. Like after the nation's league, I would have guessed that um, McKenzie was probably the starter next to Brooks, but I think uh, Robinson has probably jumped him at this point. Yeah, I think so too. Um, Especially since we, we continue to not have any information about Chris Richards. Yeah. Um, So I think that that's like a a pretty robust preview. Um, Is there anything that we missed? No, not really. Looking forward to um, Caden Clark joining Tyler Adams, you know, in January, but that's not right. yet. Right. So we'll we'll see him. That's another reason to watch Leipzig um, yeah. down the road. Uh, but yeah, I think that that's uh, that's what we got. Um, so I, I think that uh, the only and, and most of these games you can watch on on ESPN um, if you get ESPN Plus, which you should for both football and football reasons. Yeah, that's the best bang for your buck out of all these things, I think. Yeah. Um, like, you have to deal with Paramount Plus for, for a lot of World Cup or a lot of Champions League qualifying crap. But yeah. um, most of it's on ESPN Plus at this point, which is worth your while. It's like $7. Yeah. Um, and uh, there'll be there'll be some fun times, I think. I hope. <laughs> yeah, we're about to find out. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I guess, uh, the only, the only issue is, is, you know, whether or not we can be in to French football. How you doing coach? I'm doing great today, coach. Do you know why I'm doing great? Tell me. Because I get to make podcasts with my friends using the anchor app. It, and, well, you know, I, I get why that makes you happy, but certainly you have to pay for the Anchor app. You know, you'd be surprised to find out, completely free. Completely free, but they say nothing is free. Well, apparently podcasting with your friends can be through the Anchor app. Wow. Well, you know, I'm, I'm sure that it's like, you gotta have some like super complicated studio or editing software, right? You know, I can't say that confidently, but since you're the one that edits all of our podcasts, I'm fairly confident any moron can do it. Well, you know, any any moron can do it because, again, I do it. Now, that doesn't mean that you can edit well. You can. I can. I don't really know how to edit. But you can do it through the Anchor app. It supposedly makes it easy. You're just not that good at it. It's all right. And we, when we say you, we mean the royal you, listener. Not just you, Asa. Uh, or but, you, Greg. Right. Uh, and not just you, Greg, you, Greg, but you, Greg, Greg Burrett. Who, who I assume listens. Does, do, do we have confirmation that Greg Burrett listens to the podcast? We have confirmation that a Greg listens to the podcast. Why do we need a second one? I mean, you certainly don't need an extra G. No, that's just, Greg. that's incredibly wrong. Um, but, you know, people listen to our, our podcast and they they listen to it all over the place so does that happen by magic it it might I don't know how we got a Czech Republic listener <laughs> well I think it's because the Anchor app distributes via Spotify Apple Podcasts and more it does it's very easy to find I've been able to find it on at least two of those services 
And you know, isn't that what the whole point is? Spotify, Apple, Google. Our what more do you need than those three? Right, our tech overlords have made it clear that that's what you need. So that's what you need. What, what do you want? Um, so here's, here's probably the biggest question. Um, it is well established that you get pray, paid in breakfast tacos. Yes. Um, but if somebody wanted to be paid in perhaps fiat currency, such as dollars or pesos, could they do that through the Anchor app? I don't personally understand why they would choose to do that. But yes, the Anchor app is willing to pay you in fiat currency instead of breakfast tacos, if you are so inclined. We're, we're, we're just saying that if you wanted to trade your podcasting voice for fiat currency that would then be used to buy breakfast tacos, you could do that. That's your choice. Your uh, ideas intrigue me, and I would like to sub- subscribe to your podcast. And I can do so using Google, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Just go to Touchlines and Touchdowns and click that little foul button, and you'll hear from us twice a week, every week. Every week. Um, so it sounds like this podcast, which is very professionally done, is all done in one place through the Anchor app. It sure is, which makes bridging our four different time zones a hell of a lot easier. Sure does. So, do you want to do you want to do, do the call to action, or do you want me to do the call to action? Be my guest. <laughs> this is a professional podcast. So. Dear listeners and friends, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Uh, do not put anchor.fm slash TLS underscore N underscore TDS um, because we don't get anything from it. So just go straight to anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app so you too can trade fiat currency for breakfast tacos. That's really the dream. Coach Schlein, how are you? What's up? Oh, you know, just uh, enjoying another wonderful afternoon out here in Southern California where football counts for nothing. <laughs> it's, it's like the weirdest thing about, about living here is that like back in, you know, back, back in the upper Midwest where we're from, like, I feel like around, around early August, I'm like, like everybody's like chomping at the bit. And then, and out here it's like, okay. What is USC good? No. All right. Fine. I don't care. Yeah, they're uh, over here. It's like, is is Michigan good? No. Is the line are the lines good? No. Michigan State? No. But everyone's still very excited. And like, I, I feel like that says everything you need to know about Lions fans is that it's like you can go into every single season with zero hope for doing anything useful, but people still keep getting excited. Well, it's funny. So, like, I was listening to a fantasy football podcast, and one of the guys was saying that, like, as part of his research, he listens to a lot of, like, team podcasts, like, team-specific ones by by either, like, SB Nation reporters or, like, beat reporters. And, like, whenever – like, that's why these practice reports from, like, the Bengals and Jets about how terrible every practice is for their – both of those offenses like that's why that that stuff sticks out right now because nobody wants to uh everybody wants to be optimistic about the about the team that they're covering or that they're a fan of either way 
Um, so right. like when you hear yeah. when you hear the oh Zach Wilson threw another pick into double coverage and and the bank <laughs> Joe Burrow can't move the ball and and Jamar Chase is uh, you know looks not like an offensive line. <laughs> <laughs> like like all that stuff is like oh well that's oh, bad oh no <laughs> um that's yeah yeah so so i i actually wanted to talk about the joe burrow thing because i think it, it's the funniest thing that i've seen in the preseason like you know like most of preseason is like oh everybody looks great everybody's in the best shape of their career but the re- reports about joe burrow was like he can't throw the ball <laughs> He, he can't find a receiver, <laughs> um, which I think is really funny, given that a year ago there was talk about him being like a great prospect, even though he had one year in the most explosive offense we've ever seen uh, as evidence. Yeah, I, I think there wasn't enough enough uh, <laughs> given to like, oh, hey, what's up? Hey, coach. <laughs> Coming in strong. <laughs> We're just talking about how Joey Burrow is actually bad. Oh, that's so sad to hear. I was just saying there wasn't enough, like, thought put into, hey, this guy was in the perfect situation at LSU, and now he's on the Bengals. Like, it's two completely different situations. Yeah, and and I, I also think people don't place enough stock in the fact that he tried really, really hard to get out of Ohio. And then when he left Ohio, he was good. But then when he returned to Ohio, he was bad again. And I think I think you you can't overstate the 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 work that Ohio is doing in all of this. Ohio, the evil sorcerer curse. I, I think it's like that episode of The Simpsons where it's like you get to be the first uh, the first round pick or the first overall pick. Ooh, that's good, but it's to the Bengals. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> oh, you get uh, a lot of of, uh, of say in the next NFL draft. That's good. You use it to not get an offensive lineman. That's bad. <laughs> and eventually Joe Burrow gets potassium benzoate and doesn't really understand what it is. That's, a specific, that's a specific joke. <laughs> um, so, so Joey Burrow, probably bad. Zach Wilson, also probably bad. Um, which, which I think is... I mean, I, did anybody I, – like, it's a funny thing because I, I feel like when you get the nickname Mormon Manziel and then you go to the NFL and you're not good, nobody can be mad. <laughs> it's like we knew this was coming. It's foreshadowed in the name. It's like, it's like I, don't, I don't go around calling myself like uh, – I, I actually don't know what my analogy would be. Like, who, who's, a really, who's a really flamed out quasi-lawyer? Uh, anyways. Um <laughs> Like like Mormon Manziel was never going to be good, you know. So I, I don't I don't really know what what everybody thought. I guess the other option was another year of Sam Darnold, which you know, I I don't know what there is to say about that. Neither do you. Okay. Uh, so uh, so another a bit of of news that came out today. So we're we're recording on um, on Tuesday afternoon, is that the coaches poll was released for the first time. Uh, so we, we have the coaches poll, which are not put out by coaches. Um, and uh, it looks about how you would expect. Have either of you guys had a chance to look at it? I have not. Uh, I heard that there are two group of five teams in there, and neither of them are UCF or Boise State. Uh, 
Coastal and Louisiana Monroe sneak in at 23 and 24. Woo! War chickens! And at number 10, your favorite, our favorite, the Cincinnati Bearcats. Luke Fickle, Wh- man. Yeah. I mean, at, at, at number 10, like, whatever. But there, there are a couple of, of, like, funny things in here that are beyond, like, the normal funny. Um, one of them is that uh, in the year of Tim Tebow's Lord, 2021, Iowa State is number eight in a preseason poll. Yeah, wow. The El Asico has, like, every possibility of being two top 15 teams. When's the last time that happened? Like, I, I don't think ever. Never? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't think that ever is the answer to that. Also, the, uh, the middle of this does the thing that, that, the, that polls always do, where they just, like, throw a bunch of Big Ten teams in all together because they don't really know if any of them are good. But if you just put everybody at 15 through 20, it's fine. Wisconsin, Penn State, uh, Iowa, Iowa and Indiana are all 15 through 20. I forgot about Indiana. Okay, sure. Yeah, whatever. Like, and 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 it's like it's if you're not sure, you just sort of put Indiana at 17, right? Because like, if you're wrong, then you're like, well, they were only 17th. Like, I didn't, I didn't put them top 10. But if yeah, they're good, the safest then... pick you can ever make is Wisconsin at 14 in the preseason poll. Like, yeah. even if you have nothing else, just throw them on there, and there's like a 70 percent chance you're right. Well, I mean, like worst case scenario, it's like what they go eight and four and end up at 23 anyways. Right. Um, the top two ranked uh, big, tw- or, or uh, the big 12 teams that are ranked in the top 15 other than Iowa state are of course, Texas and Oklahoma, which has to sting for, for the big 12. Um, Man, we're still doing that Texas top 25 thing, huh? Yeah. Well, dude, it's, it's forever. They're back. This is going to be the year. um so so anyway so we we did have one one actual game of football so far did either of you watch the hall of fame game no no i didn't okay so i don't uh, hate myself that much yet all you need to know about the the hall of fame game is that i'm I'm just going to name some names and you're going to tell me whether or not they uh they had a pause that they had a a uh, a sub or over 50% completion rating. And these are all players who played in this game. Cooper Rush. Above 50. No, under. It's. I think it's under on everybody. This was a horrible game. <laughs> over. Cooper Rush went 8 for 13. Ben, ben DiNucci. Under. Nooch. <laughs> Nooch went under. Yes. <laughs> uh, Dwayne Haskins. Also, which team do you think that Dwayne Haskins plays for? Steelers. Dwayne Haskins is in the league? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> the answer Steelers, is yes. Man. Yeah, Steelers. Uh, what, 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 what do you think his, his line was? Under. <laughs> he went over. Eight for 13. Fuck. Uh, Garrett Gilbert, who is still in the league. Jesus. Is Colt still in the league? Because uh, Gilbert was his un- was his uh, backup, right? Yeah, I think Colt is still maybe in the league. I don't know. Uh, Colt McCoy is fittingly uh, 
settling in nicely to the Drew Stanton role of being old dude quarterback on Arizona. Excellent. (laughs) Yeah, he's just, uh, you know, Cole McCoy is actually, now that I'm looking at this, Cole McCoy has had a Yeah, he has had a phenomenal career. Phenomenal. He he's he's through for 66%, 66% completion rating, about a one to one turnover uh, uh, touchdown to interception ratio. Got to hang out mostly. You know, he, he he lived in outside of when he his first three years where he played in Cleveland, which I don't wish that on anybody. He got to live in the Bay, the cap the nation's capital. Got to live in New York City for a year, and now he's retiring to Arizona. This guy has figured it out. Yeah, man, that's the whole that's the whole life cycle. Yeah, like he, he was he was born in Ohio. He spent a year and he spent his college years in in uh, San Francisco. He went and was in the nation's capital for a while, playing for a team that doesn't have a mascot, and then went made more money in New York, and now he's going to go to. Uh, to Arizona where he's never going to see the field. Although that Arizona does seem like the perfect fit for him since they don't value quarterback height. And Colt McCoy is <laughs> shorter than all of us, I think. I mean, he's listed at 6'1", but he's not 6'1". He's like 5'10". Um, so, okay. So beyond that, uh, other fun names from this game. Uh, Michigan alum, Sean McCune, uh, got on the field. I don't know for which team. Dallas. Uh, he had a couple catches. Good for him. Uh, it's like, like the, the hall of fame game is such a weird thing because it's like, it's the first game of football, but nobody is in shape and nobody cares. Like Dak Prescott didn't play. Uh, well, Dak yeah, nobody plays in the game period. I was saying he also like, shattered his ankle like nine months ago. That's true. Uh, in case you're wondering, Kalen Balage still a thing. Balage? 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 Bellage. Bellage. Right. Um Bueller? <laughs> he was he was my favorite person in fantasy last year because he, he convinced myself and others that he was gonna be the guy and then he wasn't. Well, I mean it was I mean he's on a team with Austin Eckler. He was <laughs> somehow getting more carries, getting more touches when they were both healthy. That was a weird, weird moment that we all had together, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> And, and people think Anthony Lynn is going to make uh, DeAndre Swift like a great fantasy running back, even though Jamal, that was happening. Under his Jamal, watch. Jamal Williams in the 10th round, everybody. I mean, yeah. Greg, shut up. Don't, don't worry about that. We're in the same fantasy league. Don't worry about what I just said. Zero RB, baby. <laughs> um, so just doing some, some more like preseason stuff. So we, we already talked about Joey Burrow being apparently incapable of hitting broadside of a barn. Zach Wilson not good um but i i do appreciate this is that this is the part part of the year where where nfl fans uh, pay attention to college get to say things that that us college fans find ridiculous like did you guys know rondale moore was fast and strong did you guys know that no this is news to me (laughs) it's 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 one of those like things where it's like college college fans are like hearing nfl fans like on a on a delay because we all had that moment in that in that game against uh, Ohio State his freshman year, where he like bullied a whole secondary into the end zone. They lost, but still. Um, and and so now we get to do that all over again. Uh, with where's Rondale Moore these days? He's in Baltimore, Arizona. Right? Arizona. Yeah, I think he's in Arizona. Um, 
Wait, I actually, I, I, I was good. I, I have this oh. on my on my list of things to talk about. Nick, uh, are, are Arizona's, is Arizona's passing game going to be good? Well, yeah. So what do you, what do you think of these receivers after DeAndre Hopkins? They have Rondale Moore, uh, AJ Green, and Christian Kirk. So they're the best team in Madden. <laughs> but I mean, I just like, I, I don't know. I don't know if they are good. I mean, does AJ Green have anything left in the tank? I just think it's like, how is AJ Green going to be getting targets over Rondale Moore and DeAndre Hopkins? And even like, I kind of like Christian Kirk a little bit. Like, I just, I can't get with this AJ Green thing. What about, do you, do you not rate Andy Isabella? Well, like, I think there's almost no way AJ Green is worse than Andy Isabella, right? (laughs) (laughs) I feel comfortable saying that. Yeah. (laughs) Like, but that's like as far as I can really go with it. Um, The reports, you know, the, the early buzz is every, everybody's talking up AJ Green, but that's, that was kind of to be expected. It was kind of happening last year. Did you guys know AJ Green played every single game, all 16 last year? I would have bet the farm that he, he was yeah, there. No, I would have bet anything. He didn't play more than 12. I mean, but, but it's almost an indictment because he yeah, played like he six... did well. No, he didn't do well in those games. Yeah. Yeah. He played 16 games and had 500 yards. Uh, the last season that he played in, which was 2018, he played in nine games and had 694 yards. Like, that's not good. No, he's dusty. He's too dusty for this. Let's all aboard uh, Rondell Moore, and uh, let's hope those late Christian Kirk uh, okay. Ready to hit. <laughs> Although, I guess, like, if, if I were a, a, a wide receiver who is in the twilight of my career, is there is there a better place to be than Arizona? Because they will hang on to old wide receivers way past their due date. <laughs> I mean, Larry Fitzgerald was still contributing as of a little while ago. Last year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, but there wasn't Rondale Moore. Like, how, how are you throwing the ball to Larry Fitzgerald when you have Rondale Moore? Like... Last year, like the Fitzgerald usage isn't just doesn't automatically just go to AJ Green. Like it's you have a, another good player on the team, so like use that guy. I mean, it's it's Cliff Kingsbury, so who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like that's that's what I'm thinking. Is I'm I'm thinking that like a, a a potential issue, and maybe the reason why Larry Fitzgerald got so many targets last year is that people forget that Cliff K- Kingsbury like. He's younger than some of these guys. I mean, he's not younger than AJ Green, but I think he was younger than Larry Fitzgerald. Um, but he, does, very... he doesn't know what he's doing. Like well, he doesn't. He, he never has. He doesn't like scheme up. Like he's not going to scheme. I'm not saying he's going to like scheme up stuff to get. Like he doesn't even do it for Hopkins. He's not like, oh, we need to like get Hopkins the ball x amount of times. He doesn't even do that. Um, so. Well, I mean, it's 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 a it's a feature, not a bug, right? Like that's the whole like. Uh, air raid theory is like if you have five people running routes like you just you get it where you should get it at which like doesn't really make sense when you have deandre fucking hopkins yeah like let's <laughs> just get the ball to the good players how about how about that it's a revolutionary thought process 
yeah it's just like like the coaching in football is so much more important than like in baseball like in baseball you can't just be like oh it's the ninth inning i want the middle the top of the order coming up (laughs) Uh, i'd like to skip six seven eight nine thank you yeah yeah i actually hold on can we talk about this can we talk about how funny it would be if you could do that in baseball like twice a game you can you can put yourself wherever you want in the lineup and like you'd watch like like people like okay in the first inning we're gonna do you know first inning whatever but then in the second and the third you're just seeing mike trout three times in a row (laughs) they'll like ride out the game whatever I was gonna um, say the the best strategy would just be to use both of them immediately after you get to like your fourth batter. I mean, I, I set, yeah. Although, I, I mean, the other way of thinking about it is that like you could you could just use it in the seventh and eighth innings after you know after the pitcher the starting pitcher's out of the game. Although yeah, I guess you're you know, facing somebody that's fresher. Well, I mean, if you chase the starting pitcher, I guess you're already. You've already won. So, yeah, first three innings. Yeah, there you go. Um, but, like, you would, like, accidentally uh, trick stupid managers into putting their best players at the top of the order. Finally, the revolutionary, revolution has come. <laughs> it's like Mike Trout leadoff hitter. Why? Well, just so we can make sure that he gets his at-bats. Well, yes, <laughs> that, is, that is how this works. And, again, this is a football podcast. Right. And football. <laughs> so i I think the only so so i um i didn't put it out on twitter i put it out on discord uh you can find me on the touchline mg discord i only found out what discord was the other day um but so so i put together a a a more or less a ranking of the top 32 quarterbacks um posted it in the discord and there was a lot of hatred for uh specifically Lamar Jackson, and a lot of love for Josh Allen. So I, I will admit to being pretty biased against Josh Allen because I've been aware of him since college. And, uh, you know, I've, I've gone on the assumption that you can't just get better at throwing the ball to your own team. Like, accuracy doesn't get better as you age. It just sort of is what it is. Um, and then he went out and, like, completed 70% of his passes while rushing for, like, 800 yards. So yeah, Tossed that theory right in the trash. Yeah, he smashed. Yeah, but like, is that real or is that COVID? <laughs> like, is Josh I mean, Allen yeah. COVID good? isn't going to make him more accurate or make uh, you know his receivers catch better? Well, he's unvaccinated. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> um, Do we yeah, know what I mean, percentage just... of NFL quarterbacks have like admitted to being unvaccinated? I feel like it's, it's like the bigger names are just louder, and it's really only. Like sixty percent or something. Who? No. Oh, it's crazy that like the, what the NFL is saying. They're saying it's like eighty or ninety percent of the whole league has been vaccinated already. So, so it's just not the quarterbacks. It's just not. Yeah, yeah. Just the dumbest, smartest guys in the whole league. Yeah. I mean, so so we know for we don't know for a fact, but I can remember Lamar Jackson saying that he didn't want to talk about it. Josh Allen has said he didn't want to talk about it. Carson Wentz said he didn't want to talk about it. Kirk Cousins definitely is unvaccinated. Um, I would. Well, I think bet... the Vikings. The Vikings are probably the number one team um, that should be favored to like have to forfeit a game because of an outbreak. Because they have. It's not just Cousins. They like Mike Zimmer has said like these guys are not getting it and they're stupid. Like. <laughs> 
That's it's just so funny because he's like the most militant and like vocal NFL coach saying you need to get this. Yeah. So so I I think that like um. So going through it, I I, I think that you you have to you have to say, um. So Carson Wentz unvaccinated. Um, one hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't. I. I don't want to, you know what? Like I was about to make a Deshaun Watson joke and I'm just not going to moving on. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick, definitely vaccinated, right? You'd hope so. But... Are we just going through every QB <laughs> in the whole league if, if they're vaccinated or not? Well, like, let's just, let's just make an assessment here. I mean, we, we don't know. Nobody's ever going to tell us. <laughs> yeah. They're telling us is a HIPAA violation. Yeah, dude. Come on. <laughs> Also a hippo violation. Hippo violation, which is a separate thing. Um, I I would say, uh, yeah, Zach Wilson seems pretty likely to be unvaccinated. He's definitely not. Um, (laughs) Trevor Lawrence, what do we think? I I could see him being vaccinated. Yeah. I mean, I hope they all are. I have all of these guys in fantasy, so I... (laughs) Um, vaguely concerned about their health. <laughs> health? I, yeah, a little bit. It's like we we care that you're on you're you're vaccinated for like all of the very very well stated scientific benefits and absolutely zero drawbacks of getting vaccinated. Um, that's the official podcast and like reality position. <laughs> um, but like beyond that, uh, it's important to remember that if these guys are unvaccinated, you lose a game in in fantasy football. Like it, it's reality, and as and as our our dear correspondent Nick pointed out today, that's the reason to follow football. It's gambling and fantasy <laughs> can maybe kill you in your poison pool too. Oh man, that like I wonder if we're gonna get we're gonna get like like a surge of hatred when like a, a whole bunch of people put down money like midweek, and then boom, Thursday comes and it's and it's off. Yeah, that's what's going to end up happening because then all, every everybody who bet the other side gets an auto win. Yeah. Oh, so I, yeah, I, when they when they have forfeits, yeah, that's going to be <laughs> cuz it's not just like they're like calling the game off, like one team does win this game. Yeah. I, I wonder if you just it's just like you fade the Vikings because one week you're definitely guaranteed a win. Yeah, just keep betting the money line on the other team. <laughs> Uh, this is not a gambling podcast. We do not condone uh, or or recommend any gambling advice, nor do we recommend stock tips. But, but it's like, but it's like legal everywhere now. So who really cares? Uh, I actually, I don't think it's legal where I live. It's not <laughs> legal where I live. Okay. <laughs> um. So, uh, in 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 terms of other sort of things that we want to talk about, just sort of like as a general NFL preview. Um. Do we do we think, and this is this is the thing that I I find most interesting um, among among preseason stupidity is when you have a, a rookie quarterback come in and you have an established quarterback there. Like, how quickly do we all just sort of all right, all right? Like, Chicago has already given up the game. Fields is starting day one. Come on, like we know that you know that whatever. But it appears that in New England, do we know that though? Don't we? I don't know. I I feel like. Uh, uh, well, okay, you can keep going. I mean, it's, <laughs> I don't know. I, it kind of feels like something where Nagy starts Dalton week one just to have him like 
there's no way Fields is starting week one against the Rams. That's just like, it's an automatic oh. loss. Oh, they're playing against the Rams? Oh, never mind. They're not. Yeah, never mind. Don't throw them to Aaron Donald. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's on Sunday Night Football, too. Like, I, I yeah. don't think it's a good, uh, like, I think Dalton at least gets that game and then maybe another couple games. And then, yeah, we have to knows. sacrifice the red rifle to the altar of Aaron Donald. Yeah, he needs he needs to 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 have that. He happen. needs to take those hits more than Fields does. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, game one is against the Rams, but game two is against the Bengals, and game three is against the Browns. Game four is against the Lions. That's I'm just saying, like if three weeks. Start him- no, 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 no. Let it, let it, let. That's it right there. He's start Fields first game against the Lions. Yeah, yeah. that'd be the, that's what I would do. Browns have a vicious pass rush as well. They're going oh, to get Garrett, to yeah. Miles yeah. Garrett. So, yeah. So, then you, you get the Lions on, on October 3rd. Then you have the Raiders. And then That's you got, a win for the Bears, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, then you got the Packers, which, fine. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. Justin Fields, first start October 3rd. Because when in doubt, start your players against the Lions. It's the best way to start a career. Oh, he will torch the Lions. Warm thank you to our guest, Ben, who you can once again find on Twitter at BL Herald or at his website, halfspaces.com. Um, he's going to have a write-up review of the Gold Cup up soon, so make sure to check that out. And a special thank you to Nick, who you can find um, on Twitter at Electric Snuff. But also his writing appears in all sorts of places. So if you Google Nick Schlein, I'm sure you can find him. You can find us on Twitter at TLS underscore N underscore TDS, where we're talking football, football, soccer, baseball, et cetera, et cetera, uh, till the cows come home. So add us, follow us, whatever. Um, we're not on Instagram. We're going to get that up and running shortly. We'll, we'll get that for you soon. Um, but uh, well, uh, a special thank you to our sponsors the anchor app and the smith workforce management group and a special thank you to you the listener we couldn't do this without you so please make sure to like subscribe share uh wherever you get your podcasts we truly appreciate it and we will see you next time thanks sports social podcast network